You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this Mock Draft Monday episode here at Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering your New Orleans Saints. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. We are back. A fresh week here at Locked on Saints. Thank you very much for kicking off your week with us. We're going to be following up a slow first week of NFL free agency for the New Orleans Saints, but it is Mock Draft Monday where the Saints land a big playmaker anyway in our newest Draft Network Mock Draft. But Was it the right position to address with today's roster? It's also our first mock draft since the NFL released its finalized draft order. New Orleans now with eight total selections after not being fined their seventh round pick and after gaining another from Jacksonville. We'll discuss where the Saints will be selecting, who they took with our draft network mock draft, and we'll do our very own first Locked On Saints 2021 mock draft as well, where we use all eight selections Fill the holes that remain with today's roster, including addressing a defensive line that's now lost three of its top six linemen from 2020 with Sheldon Rankins now headed to the New York Jets. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, NOLA on Twitter, editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com, and your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked On NFL Podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. As always, thank you very much for taking your time to join us here for another episode of Locked on Saints and for kicking your week off with us as we uh, undergo what is going to become the second week of free agency here in just a moment, essentially the second wave, if you will. The Saints not making a ton of moves in the first wave of free agency, but still some news around the team, not the least of which being that they weren't actually fined the seventh round draft pick for their massless locker room celebration, which was a ridiculous fine. In the first place, it seems that they, and I believe it was also the Raiders who were also fined for this, uh, appealed and went through the appeals process and ended up getting their seventh round pick back. Now, the Saints, for a different violation or a different COVID protocol violation with Alvin Kamara and tracking devices and folks being at the facility that weren't given access to be at the facility or weren't cleared to be at the facility, all these things, they ended up getting fined for that still. So that amounted in a $700,000 fine. And then the absolute historic and severe punishment of a 2022 six-round draft pick. So not too bad for the New Orleans Saints, who are very likely going to get either a fifth or a six-round pick back and a comp pick next season, as well as maybe some other selections they'll be able to get throughout that as well. But we'll certainly keep up to that, up with that all throughout the season. So let's talk a little bit about where the Saints will be selecting here in the 2021 NFL draft. Now that they have a total of eight selections, which is a ton for the New Orleans Saints. We were happy when they were selecting six times. Now here they are with two additional picks. They'll pick at 28 and 60 in the first and second round. No changes there. They get their two comp selections with 98 and 105, not far apart from one another to wrap up the third round. Then they have their original fourth round pick at 133 before waiting around through the fifth round to get to the sixth where they have three selections in the final two rounds, 218 in the sixth round. The very first selection of the seventh round at 229, and then among the last selections in the NFL draft at 255. So again, eight total selections for the New Orleans Saints. We'll see how many of them they actually use and how many they package together to trade in April as we're just just a little bit over a month away from the NFL draft. Now, yeah, we could be patient and wait, but why? When it is Mock Draft Monday, after all, so we're going to take a look at our first 
post-free agency mock draft. This is courtesy of the Draft Network and our good friend Joe Marino over with Locked on Bills as well as Draft Dudes. And for the New Orleans Saints at pick number 28, he picks a very familiar selection here, playmaker, wide receiver, Kadarius Toney. Now we've talked kind of ad nauseum about Kadarius Toney, and I'll obviously honestly never get tired of talking about him because I do think that he is somebody that represents something that we have said on this show a lot that the Saints need in 2021. Before I re-highlight that, let's talk a little bit about what it is that Joe Marino had to say about Kadarius Tony's fit with the New Orleans Saints. He calls Tony a multifaceted playmaker that is dynamic with the ball in his hands, can win down the field, and is capable of taking handoffs and even has a strong throwing arm as well. So it's easy to see where a guy like Kadarius Tony fits into a Sean Payton offense. I mean, the guy can do just about anything you want to ask him to do that you put him out on the field to do. And now all of a sudden you add him to a coach and a scheme that is not going to be afraid to ask him to do things outside of a usual wide receivers, you know, close to their line of scrimmage route tree or anything like that, right? They're going to, he's going to be asked to do a ton as sort of a Z flanker opposite Michael Thomas, pretty much. He can also operate in the slot. You can use him out of the backfield. You can put him under center if you want to, if you haven't figured out the quarterback situation yet, which obviously I'm joking. But there are a lot of different things that you could do with a guy like Kadarius Toney. And one of the things that we've harped on before on this show that I referenced earlier is that the Saints need to add another wrinkle, another dimension, another X factor, another playmaker that ends up adding to this offense. You're going from Drew Brees, who always added that wrinkle for you. He was always extra precise. He was always a playmaker. He was always the smartest guy on the field. You no longer have that. And you're going to have good quarterback play, but you're not going to have elite Hall of Fame quarterback play going into the 2021 season. So where can you add an extra wrinkle, an extra dimension to this offense? The last thing that Joe Marino says about Kadarius Tony in this mock draft is that he's an X factor for New Orleans and he'll open up options for the offense as the Saints prepare for life without Drew Brees. And this is where I ask, is wide receiver really the best position to take at 28 in the first round for the New Orleans Saints if you're preparing for life without Drew Brees? Is preparing for life without Drew Brees done on the offensive side, or is it done by maintaining defensive dominance, which we ended up finding toward the end of the 2020 season? In order to do that, you had players on the board here. Yes, Greg Newsom, J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertain, and Caleb Farley were all off the board, but Eric Stokes, Tyson Campbell were still there. Jeremiah Wosu koromoa went the selection after the New Orleans Saints to the Packers at 29. Zavin Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa, still on the board. Nick Bolton, linebacker out of Missouri, still on the board. Lots of defensive linemen on the board as well. I lean a little bit more to the defensive side. I really, really do on this, but maybe I'm wrong. If so, let me know your thoughts. Hit me up at Ross Jacksonola on Twitter, or you can join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash locked on Saints. All right. So that's a one round mock draft though, right? Still a lot to figure out in terms of seven more selections in addition to that. So we'll do it ourselves like Thanos. Let's get it done. So we're going to take a look at it here in just a moment. We'll get to our seven round Locked on Saints 2021 mock draft. First of the offseason. Very excited to get into it. We'll go four selections to open up the second segment, four selections to wrap up the show, get all eight picks in there. We got that coming up for you next here on today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network your team every day. And of course, as free agency continues to roll along, odds, lines, props, whole bunch of stuff ends up being updated all across the betting world. And there's only one place we recommend for you to keep up with all of it. And it's with our exclusive betting partners over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, the NBA, college basketball with March Madness, 
NHL, MLB, all in full swing. So go and check them out. BetOnline.ag. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need. And it's the best place to place your bets. And best of all, it's free to sign up. Just head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Again, that's Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit over at BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Who that nation getting started with our first Locked On Saints 2021 NFL mock draft. Once we're done with today's episode, make sure you go and check out Locked On Today. Fantastic podcast. Let you get all the sports news that you need in less time. The Locked On Today podcast. Follow wherever you get your podcast. All right. So let's go ahead and jump in, right? Our first seven round New Orleans Saints 2021 NFL mock draft. We'll go through days one and two in this segment, then we'll wrap up the show with day three. That'll split it up nice and simple. Four picks and four picks. So let's start off at pick number 28. Got on the board here. And a lot of picks that I really like were gone, including like right before the Saints selected, I saw Jalen Phillips fly off the board to the Baltimore Ravens defensive line becoming more and more of a need, but don't worry, we'll be able to address that in a couple of different ways later. Terrace Marshall went off the board at 25. I saw Samuel Cosme, who put together a fantastic, fantastic performance at his pro day in Texas, the offensive tackle getting a 10 out of 10 uh, RAS score over there, rel- uh, relative athletic score. Great stuff from Math Bomb on Twitter. But for the Saints at pick number 28, I mentioned earlier I wanted to go defense. I went defense. It's the cornerback out of Northwestern, Greg Newsom. Greg Newsom should be a really good fit for the Saints, actually. Six foot one, 190, so he fits the mold in terms of the prototypical size. Good size for an NFC South corner as well. Has a ton of speed. Speed for days, ran a 4'3" at his uh, pro day. So he puts a lot out there. He's a good man corner, but he's a good zone corner as well. He's very, very smart, has a high football IQ, has some versatility as well, but you know where you're going to use him. He's going to be your guy opposite Marshawn Lattimore. He's somebody that can come in day one and make an impact for you. So I went with Greg Newsom there, the cornerback out of Northwestern. So I passed on the wide receiver position. I'm going to pass pretty much on the linebacker position in this draft. I'll tell you why afterwards. But when I look at this, it just felt like cornerback was the most glaring need for the New Orleans Saints at this time. So I went with the corner out of Northwestern. Now let's go ahead and get into the second round here. Pick number 60. Here's where I went wide receiver. The second round has some really talented wide receivers. I wanted somebody that has some run after catch ability that does a great job creating separation, something that New Orleans Saints wide receivers have struggled with as of late. So I went with Oklahoma State wide receiver Tylen Wallace, 5'11", 193. He falls under the prototype for the New Orleans Saints in terms of where they usually draft these guys in terms of size, but you know what? He comes out of Oklahoma State. The Saints are going to look to be kind of gunning this ball a little bit more than they usually do. So he's somebody that fits that mold in a Big 12 offense, creates a lot of separation, good hands catcher, does a lot of things well. So I went with Tylen Wallace. I think the prototype at wide receiver might change a little bit. We've seen them visit with some of these speedier, smaller wide receivers so far over the offseason. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think we might be seeing a shift in the paradigm for the Saints at the wide receiver position because they're going to want these guys that can threaten deep. They're going to want these guys that are able to create that 
the big play ability at the wide receiver position. So I went with Tylen Wallace, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma State, who can absolutely do that. At pick number 98, I got a little controversial here. I could have gone linebacker, maybe looked for a guy like a Baron Browning, a second level linebacker there. But instead, I went with the quarterback. I went with Kyle Trask, the quarterback out of Florida. I know a lot of people are going to hate this, but I just decided, you know what? I'm going to go for one developmental quarterback in this draft just to see where it makes sense. This was the spot that it made the most sense, picking him up at pick number 98. I go with Kyle Trask. He's got very good ball placement, very good anticipation, very good accuracy, not the strongest arm in the world, but you know what? He gives you an option should the Saints at some point decide that they want to go back to a high efficiency offense and they want to groom somebody in that role. Quarterback development, not not really a big sort of track record for the Saints on that, but that's what happens when you have a starting NFL Hall of Fame quarterback for 15 seasons. You don't have to get away with that or you can get away with not having that. You're not forced to do it. Now the Saints may be in a position to where, okay, we know we have the strong arm guys. We know we have the mobility guys. Now what happens if we maybe develop another one of these high efficiency guys in the backdrop here. So I went ahead and I grabbed Kyle Trask, the quarterback out of Florida. And then to wrap up our first four selections here at pick 105, the last compensatory pick of the third round and the last pick of day three for the New Orleans Saints, I went with interior defensive lineman out of West Virginia, Darius Stills. Now I know Darius Stills is not the most popular interior defensive line selection for the New Orleans Saints. You often see at this position in the draft and mock drafts for them, uh, Ellen McNeil out of NC State. But I decided to pass on McNeil and I considered going with Jalen Twyman out of Pittsburgh, but I really wanted a penetrating three-tech defensive tackle this early in the draft as opposed to a nose tackle. And I know that the Saints lost Malcolm Brown, but David Onyemata, Shy Tuttle, Malcolm Roach, you have a lot of options to play that one-tech or one-tech or nose tackle spot. You don't have a lot of options to play the penetrating pass rushing three tech, which I think becomes a little bit more important to the Saints here, as well as to have a penetrating three tech that can also make some stops in the run game. That's what led me to take Darius Stills over Pittsburgh's Jalen Twyman, as well as NC State's Alim McNeil at this spot. I wanted somebody that could be that pass rush on the interior, get some vertical push on the offensive line that doesn't struggle in diagnosing blocks, that has a lot of different ways, a lot of different hand moves, a lot of different, his quickness, his get off, his explosiveness, all those things allow him to get past those uh, those offensive linemen. And he has really good lateral quickness and processing ability as well to be effective in the run game. And he's a good tackler. So I went with Darius Stills here. Again, not a popular name for the Saints at the interior defensive line, but that's the way that I decided to go to wrap up the third round and therefore wrap up the first half of our 2021 New Orleans Saints seven round mock draft. So just to recap the first four selections here before we get to the final four selections in day three, I had the Saints going 28, Greg Newsom out of Northwestern, the cornerback, wide receiver Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State gets pick number 60, pick number 98 to round out the three top 100 picks for the Saints, Kyle Trask, the quarterback out of Florida, and then 105, the Saints going with Darius Stills, the interior defensive lineman out of West Virginia. We still have more to address over the defensive line. Got to figure out a way to replace Justin Hardy and a couple of other positions of need that we'll take a look at shoring up some depth and some potential additional special teamers as well as we get into the second half and final half of our 2021 New Orleans Saints seven round mock draft. Got the rest of that coming up for you here in just a moment on today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. 
I don't know about y'all, but my March Madness bracket is absolutely busted thanks to teams like, I don't know, Loyola, Chicago, Oral Roberts, of course, as well. But I'll tell you what's not busted at all. My Built Bar Madness bracket right now. Things are looking good for the best tasting protein bars out there. So go and check these out. We're voting to figure out who the best of these amazing tasting protein bars, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, all the good stuff that you need covered in 100% chocolate over at BuiltBar.com. You can also follow along at Bar underscore Built on Twitter as well. It's Built Bar Madness, and today's matchup is coconut versus white chocolate birthday cake. We got a lot of coconut haters over here on the Locked On Podcast Network, the crazy folks over here. So I'm going with coconut, though. I love me some coconut. These kind of taste like Mounds or Almond Joy, which I'm a big fan of. So go ahead and get your vote in over at BuiltBar.com. And don't forget to also use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And make sure to check back to see who's won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar over at BuiltBar.com. Let's get it. Who that nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Saints by wrapping up our 2021 seven round NFL mock draft. The last selection we left off on was trying our best to replace Sheldon Rankins on the defensive line, a penetrating three tech defensive tackle. He ended up signing with the New York Jets on a two year, $17 million deal, which averages out to about eight and a half million dollars per year. It should put the Saints in line for a fifth-round compensatory pick next season, assuming they don't sign somebody to a comparable contract, which I'm not so sure they won't. So we'll see exactly what it is that they end up doing, how they end up spending over at free agency. But of course, we're going through this mock draft before free agency is over, meaning that there's going to be a lot of things that are going to shift. This won't be the last seven-round mock draft that we do, but we filled that role now. We've got Darius Stills out of West Virginia. Now we're moving along to pick 133 at the bottom of the fourth round, the Saints' original fourth round pick here. I'm going to stay on the defensive line. I'm going defensive line back to back, but this time I'm going to the edge rusher position. I'm going Patrick Jones, the second, the edge rusher out of Pittsburgh. I really, really like this guy. He's super explosive off the edge, has a lot of great pass rushing moves, good hands, quick feet, does a lot of things well. He can use a little bit of help just in terms of like processing the run game, things like that, but that's okay. You'll take that in the fourth round. Those are things you can work with. You retained Ryan Nielsen for a reason. The guy's so good at all of that. So you look for the people with the pass rushing upside, you train them up as run defenders. That's one of the things that I really like about Patrick Jones the second. I'm also, you know, a pretty big fan of his size as well, but six four and a half, two sixty-four. So he fits the the size profile that the Saints like on the defensive line, where if you want to bounce him inside for NASCAR packages, things like that, you absolutely can do that as well. And this was a big focus for me, addressing the defensive line after the Saints have lost an edge rusher and Trey Hendrickson, a nose tackle slash one tech at Malcolm Brown, which I think is a space that you can fill a little bit more easily with the players that you already have in-house. But then the penetrating three tech was a big one. So I was glad to be able to get Darius Stills here. So I love what we've done with the defensive line. Now let's take a look at another big need, which is the gunner position. Remember, Darren Rizzi calls day three special teams day. We waited patiently all through the fifth round, got to the sixth round at pick 218. I was able to take an LSU wide receiver here, Racy 
McMath. Now, I know over the last few seasons, you look at the LSU wide receivers that that LSU has produced, and you're going, why is this the wide receiver at LSU that you're taking? No Justin Jefferson from last year, no trading up for Jamar Chase this year, no grabbing Terrace Marshall this year, but Bracey McMath ends up getting the pick, and the reason why is because this guy packs speed. Let me rephrase that. He packs speed, S-H-P-E-E-D, because that's how damn fast he is. He packs speed. And that's what Racy McMath does. And that's one of the reasons why I went out and I grabbed him. Yes, he's a vertical threat. You could definitely talk about him like that. But he's just this really good blend of size and speed as well because he, excuse me, speed as well, because he's 6'2 and a half, 224 pounds, and he fast. And so you like that about him. And the other thing that you really like about him is the fact that he has a ton of special teams experience as a punt gunner and in kick return coverage as well. He is a special teamer through and through, but also adds, you know, a little bit of deep threat nature if you want to throw him into the offense every now and then as a fourth or a fifth option at the wide receiver position. But his ability to cover in special teams is definitely the reason why I went ahead and selected him. And that's what you look for in day three in round six at 218. That's why I took Race Math. He's also super physical after the catch as well, so not too terrible. All right, let's go to 229, the first round, or excuse me, the first selection of the seventh round. I decided to double dip at cornerback here. I went with six foot 195 redshirt senior cornerback out of Central Arkansas, Robert Rochelle. Robert Rochelle is one of these guys that's going to suffer because of the COVID season. His school, UCA, was able to get a season together, but obviously just not the same. And many of these FCS FCS players, excuse me, are going to suffer this year. Remember, only six of them drafted last year. It may be around the same or even less this year. And that was a record last season. So look, Robert Rochelle for a little while was thought to be the first FCS player off the board. And now, of course, that shifted and changed around. But He's going to be coming in as one of these fantastic height, weight, speed combination players. According to Bruce Feldman, who puts together his freaks list, he actually included Robert Rochelle on that list, including a 4.3840, 41-inch vertical, 140-inch broad jump, and a 3.98 short shuttle, if you care about short shuttle at all. So when it comes down to what this guy is able to do, he plays really well from the athletic standpoint, but he's also a very good man coverage corner. So if you want somebody to be maybe a developmental man coverage corner that becomes a part of all this, it's he he's a great option. And he's a converted wide receiver as well. So he's got really, really great ball skills. So look, he's not somebody you're going to draft to play to compete with, you know, Greg Newsom to be the guy opposite Marshawn Lattimore. But you know what? You've got Patrick Robinson still in the building right now. You've got PJ Williams on a one-year deal. Both of those guys could be gone in 2022. So invest in a little bit of additional youth at the position with Robert Rochelle, the cornerback out of Central Arkansas. And then to wrap us up, I kind of went with an interesting selection here. This is near the last selection of the NFL draft that picked 255. I decided to go offensive tackle, and I went with offensive tackle out of Kentucky, Landon Young. There's a couple of reasons why I did that. He's six foot seven, 305 pounds, so he's got great size for a tackle. He's got really, really good push. He's very physical, very mean at the offensive line there, and maybe somebody that you could have is just a guy that maybe develops and and that you kind of take your time with. But one of the reasons why I took him is because he was Kentucky's starting tackle when Lynn Bowden was the wide receiver slash running back slash wildcat quarterback there. So he's really, really good in the run game and he's very experienced working with mobile quarterbacks. This is more of a, I made some selections based upon the fact that Jameis Winston would be the quarterback 
let me make some selections based on the fact that Taysom Hill could be the next starting quarterback as well. And Landon Young could be one of those kind of young pieces that gets rotated in as a sixth guy if James Hurst gets hurt or that you just develop on the practice squad for a little while and then see what you've got, right? Because again, he's got great size. He's got great hands. He's got, in terms of hand size, he's got great push in the run game, needs some help in the passing game. So he he could be somebody that could fit in that mobile quarterback scheme, but you're not going to rush him into that in 2021. I mean, he's a a seventh round pick. They give the guy a break, you know what I mean? So he's somebody that could end up developing, playing on the practice squad, things like that. So I thought it'd be fun to maybe take a little bit of a selection of a guy, another guy that maybe we haven't heard too much about. So Landon Young, offensive tackle out of Kentucky. Congratulations. You're the New Orleans Saints final pick in our first New Orleans Saints 2021 seven round mock draft. Just a quick recap. Just going to run through the names. Greg Newsom, Tylen Wallace, the wide receiver, Kyle Trask, Darius Stills, Patrick Jones, the second, Racy McMath, Robert Rochelle, and Landon Young to uh, wrap up our first 2021 seven round mock draft. So if you have any thoughts, feel free to hit me up at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A on Twitter, as well as at through the Locked on Saints Facebook group. We'll do our midweek mocks. We'll do fan submissions for those. So please go ahead and drop your uh, mock drafts all throughout the rest of the week here. And on Wednesday, I'll get some of those shared out in our third segment and talk about some additional selections as well. Let me know where you would have went differently here, what you liked, what you didn't like about this mock draft. I'll probably try to get it published over at uh, Canal Street Chronicles later on in the week as well. So I appreciate y'all as always for being here with us for another episode as we kick off a fresh week here at Locked on Saints. We'll continue to roll through the week. We got our Twitter Tuesday segment tomorrow. And of course, keep you up to date with everything going on with your New Orleans Saints as the second phase of free agency begins as we move into the second week. And we expect to see the Saints be a little bit more active now as they usually are at this point in free agency than they are in the early going. So we'll keep you up to date with everything going on here every day with Locked on Saints. I appreciate you as always for coming through. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. And if you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe. Drop that five-star rating and review. I thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints and Trust You That Nation. I'll holla at you.